0: It's part of the fun of taking the time to have a lighter topic like this is just like give us all time to reflect like, oh, am I doing something? without intention that might be leading to confusion. Welcome to Room to Grow. I'm Curtis Brown. And I'm Joni Funderberg. We work together at Texas Instruments, and we're glad you're here.
1: We're looking forward to continually improving our practice, and we understand that you are, too.
0: We hope that you'll find this podcast as a room for you to grow along with us as we wrestle with and explore ideas about teaching math even better. In this episode, Curtis and I share our hot sports opinions answering the question, What is the most important math topic students need to learn? Although we recognize that there are lots of right answers to this question, we had a lot of fun sharing our thoughts and reasoning. We hope you enjoy listening and be sure to share your thoughts with us too. So, let's get growing. Well, Joni, it's really exciting to have you in the office today. We are recording in the same room, which we don't get to do very often. I know. It's really nice to like see see you in three dimensions instead of two and like your bodily movements instead of just your face. So
1: it's good. (laughs) It's great to be in the room with you, Kurt. And there's no like lag in my voice and my my face, facial expressions and things. That's awesome. Gotta love it.
0: So uh,
1: today we've we've chosen a a topic that I think is going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Um, We've been having a little bit of a discussion before. This session, um, and actually a couple of weeks ago when we started to plan this session, we were going to ask the question: uh,
0: What is the most important
1: mathematics that we teach? Yeah,
0: I love this question. Um, partly because there's no right answer. There there are certainly a lot of uh, a lot of topics that one could argue are of utmost importance. I think we're going to have a hard time like landing on the most important math concept, but, um, I think it's going to be fun to kind of chat about what we think are some of the most important. So for uh, sure, I know that we have a little bit of insight onto what each other want to talk about. Um, but not a lot. So I would, right. lo- I would love for you to get us started. So Curtis, what do you think is the most important mathematics topic that
1: so, we teach and students learn? So it's an interesting question. I think this is a great question to think about. Um, and as we consider, uh, math topics, I jumped immediately. My first reaction was one that I'm not going to talk about. All right. I just (laughs) want to, I just want to, I want to put that out there that my gut reaction was probably, um, I don't know. Influenced a little bit by things that I've been thinking a lot about at work.
0: Fair, um, fair. And, and yeah. so
1: my my first reaction was this idea of data literacy. Mm-hmm. And and while I think that is incredibly important, and I think it's incredibly important from a uh, both a a, a a mathematical idea but also just as a as a civic idea right as right. being part of being a citizen and and uh, a person who lives uh in the world right. and incredibly this world that we live in uh so data driven that's an incredibly important piece of the puzzle but when i stepped back to think about um what is an important math topic right. that we talk about? Data literacy didn't fit in a, a, a space that I could say, this yeah. is a math topic related to all these different spaces right. in mathematics. Right. So the one I'm going to talk about is the idea of equals. Mm. And, and I could really focus in on the equal sign itself, but I, I really want to think more broadly about this concept of two things being equal. And what are we saying when we say two things are equal? Right, they have equal value. They have equal place. Right. What what is what does it mean when we start thinking about equal? And so, what that led me to think about uh, was even in our early grades, in the in the kindergarten, first grade, we're learning to add and subtract. Sure, we're learning we're learning these algorithms for ways to do that. We're learning what does it mean to put things together, to take them apart, to take some away. Right and to make these statements, uh, that are mathematical phrases. Sure. Right. Right. Um, and we might say things like three plus one equals, and we might ask a student, we might put a question mark on the other side of that. Yep. And we say three plus one equals, and we put a question mark there. Uh, in that case, the student interprets that often as an evaluation sign. That equals sign is interpreted as an evaluation sign. Sure,
0: do the thing that comes do the before thing that it comes before it, and then write what your result is after right, it. Right. Yeah. But wouldn't it
1: be okay if a student responded three plus one equals two plus two? Mm. Could we say that? Would that be an acceptable thing? And is that a concept that we begin that we can begin to kind of start talking about right. and and think about this idea that equal is a statement right it's it's a declaration about the state uh of two different expressions right and this idea goes all the way through all of our mathematics we use this idea of equals all the way through um, at one place we talked about it in a podcast a, a while back, this idea of, of equals and the systems of equations. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we talk about solutions to systems of equations, uh, and what does that actually mean Right, when we're finding the solution to a system of equations? And it's, it's really that, that set of X, Y po- coordinates or that, that point that makes both of these two equations True statements. Right. Right. Because we can say things like uh two to the third power equals seven.
0: Right. We can say right. that. Well, and this is where I think we're differentiating between the idea of equivalence, right? Like your three plus one equals sign two plus two. Right. Is a statement of equivalence. Exactly. But oftentimes, and I remember this when I was in the classroom and trying to help kids understand. Sometimes that equal sign is a question mark, right? Yeah. like does two to the third power equal seven? just because the equal sign is there is that you know we could be evaluating that statement for whether it's true or false true,
1: and that's exactly it, right the The question might be, like I said, two to the third equals seven
0: is the, a false is mathematical a false statement. statement. Right.
1: But it's an it's an acceptable thing to try to say. Yeah. I could write yeah. it down and that is an equation. It's just an equation that's not true. Right. Right. And and so this idea of equals I think really goes into so much of our other mathematics that we that we think about when we uh, work in algebra and we and we work at solving equations. And Mm -hmm. then we look at the systems of equations piece. And then we work up into, uh, you know, even calculus or or pre-calculus and look at some of the evaluation things that we do. Oh, I was just talking
0: with my niece yesterday, who's a sophomore in in high school, and she's doing trig identities. And I'm like, oh, there you go. Trig identities is these just series of statements about equality, right?
1: Yeah, that's totally a, a thing to think about, right? right? This this idea, it's the equals is so so important as it as it moves up through because everything we do when we're finding solutions, mm-hmm. when we're finding these values that make a certain thing true. We're using that idea of equality, right, to make these mathematical rules right that we do right. when students add the same thing to both sides they're using this idea of equality right they're using a property of equality exactly right exactly exactly so that's kind of my hot sports opinion most important uh mathematical topic or idea is this idea of equality uh among phrases or among yeah uh, yeah expressions
0: I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. What do you think are some of the common ways that students might be misled or maybe misled isn't the right word, but what are, what are the, some of the things that we might inadvertently do as a teacher that doesn't contribute to a student's robust understanding of equivalence? Well,
1: uh, the very first thing I can think of Um, is that example that I started with. Uh, Things like three plus one equals four plus seven equals seven minus eight equals. And I write a whole worksheet or a whole uh, set of things where every problem looks exactly the same. All of the expressions are on the left-hand side. Mm -hmm. And then I have equals and then question mark, question mark, question mark. All the way down, that equal sign is now looking like just evaluate, right? Evaluate whatever's on the left and put the answer on the right, right? Um, if we do things, and I and I, if we do things like write it where the question mark is on the left hand side, yeah, and the equals sign, and then I write three plus seven, yeah, what equals three plus seven? Totally different idea, right? Right. right. In that, it lets me know that what I'm really looking for is something that's equivalent. Yes. Not necessarily the evaluated value of those of that numerical expression. Right. right?
0: Yeah. And I would say even take that a step further and do like, um, you know, two plus plus blank equals three plus one. Yeah. Right. right? So it's like really building out that idea that this is just a statement of equivalence of the two expressions. And I'm thinking about, you know, the generalization up to the high school level. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I taught algebra one for years and years and how kids are sort of ingrained to always get, they're solving, you know, equations with a variable in them. They're, they're like, put the variable on the left. X is always on the left. Right? Let's they move always all my do X's that. And I'm like, Hmm, doesn't have to be. And, and I can remember doing examples on the, on the whiteboard and they'd be like, wait, what, why wait, your X is on the wrong side. And it's like, the whole point is to get X alone, not to get X on the left.
1: So I had, uh, someone that I knew, that and, and who shall you, can, you who shall remain nameless. You can decide whether you thought it was me or not. Okay. All right.
0: Asking for a friend, wink, wink. I'm Asking for a friend here.
1: So that drew a line when we had these equations equal signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I drew a line down the equal signs. You did or your friend did? I have my friend. Sorry. My friend <laughs> did. Uh and and wrote uh TX uh up 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 at the top yeah. on one side. Yeah. Uh, and then everything you know else on the other side. Yeah. And then we sang the song, all my, all my exes live in Texas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Okay. We're going to like, I'm going to have Curtis do a separate recording of his, <laughs> of his song. We'll post a link in the show notes.
1: I mean, okay that's pretty funny so so i mean i knew i knew that uh i knew someone i knew someone <laughs> it could happen the the that may have friends done that. among us so, may so have done i'm just that. saying like the, 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 but that's a thing that yeah, yeah. Uh, really continues to go along with this idea of um <laughs> misunderstanding or, or maybe, uh, only partially
0: developing the concept of equality. Sure. And doing that inadvertently because surely as a teacher, you understood that concept of equality and you, and Mm -hmm. you weren't intentionally believing that, that, you know, it has to always be this way. We just fall into those habits. And, um, so I think, I I mean, it's part of the fun of taking the time to have a lighter topic like this is just like, give us all time to reflect like, Oh, am I doing something? without intention that might be leading to confusion. Or well, have I ever stopped to think partial, about my own understanding uh, of the equal sign and the meaning yeah. of equality?
1: Yeah, and and it's not necessarily even having to do with confusion because I think my students really got the concept of what we were trying to accomplish, sure. right? We were trying to to gather like terms and all of these things. But um what I think ended up happening there was we d- we didn't lead to a full understanding, a full development mm-hmm. of this concept of uh equivalent expressions right right and and being able to to deal with what we were looking for was a value of x that actually made those statements those the original statement, yeah yeah, that yeah. expression,
0: and any subsequent one right uh to be true right. And working through those, uh, and again, we touched on this on a previous podcast, like as you worked through those steps of isolating the variable Mm -hmm. to determine what the value of the variable was to make the entire thing true, you were repeatedly applying properties of equality. Exactly. It's, It's such a huge and robust topic. I, I love that you picked that one. I think that (laughs) no seriously I really do because I think there are those there's application across all grade levels and courses um, and it's a big deal. It is a big deal.
1: So Joni I'm not going to put you on the spot and say. <laughs> so, do you agree with me now that you have? No, I'm I not going to disagree ask that question. with you. That's an uh, important one, but, but it's will... not the
0: same one I pick.
1: <laughs> All right, so Joni, what is the most important mathematical <laughs> topic?
0: Well, in my. Hot sports opinion, <laughs> um, I really think one of the most important concepts that students learn is the idea of proportional relationships. Mm, yes. um, and I think i'm I'm certainly biased by my experience and my expertise being in the at the secondary level, middle and high school. For sure. um, and I would argue that it is maybe the most important concept of middle school. Um, I can't, I can't think of something else that tends to fall in the middle school curriculum. I mean, and I'm thinking, you know, ratio goes alongside that because you can't really talk about proportional relationships without talking about ratio, um, Mm -hmm. because a proportion is defined as a set of equivalent ratios. Sure. So it's together that concept of a ratio and, than a proportional relationship. And, and the reason I thought about this one, and I do think it does kind of back down into the elementary grades a little bit um, and push back on me. If I have my math wrong here, I'm going to go out on a limb, but I think about the idea of multiplication. And when we teach multiplication as repeated addition, we're missing this whole other side of multiplication. And that's the idea of multiplication is scaling as scale. Yep. So when you think about multiplication of a fraction times a fraction, for instance, repeated addition makes no sense in that sure. context. Sure. But scaling does. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And that and that's this sort of multiplicative reasoning. And I think back to a lot of the professional learning that I did with with teachers when I was a district math coordinator at the middle school level was understanding that idea of scale and thinking about Okay, we have a picture frame that is for a four by six photo, and we want to make it for an eight by ten photo. So, how do we scale up? And I, I'm messing up the numbers, but the point is, I got, I got you. When we scale, like there is, it's our natural instinct as humans. A lot of even adults think additively; they don't sure. think multiplicatively. For sure. So, I feel like this is a really important concept because that ability to think about. Multiplication is scaling, and then that idea of scaling up with multiplication or scaling down with multiplication—it it is the foundation of that idea of equivalent ratios and proportional relationships. Yeah, I think so. And then being able to understand that and and how broadly that applies across the rest of the math that you learn—you know—from the time you learn the ideas about ratio and proportional relationships all the way up to calculus and beyond yeah you know calculus the study of rate degree. of change yes, right exactly. this idea of rate the whole idea of rate of change in fact rate of change was a topic that i considered as one of the most important and sure. i just kind of like took it back you a just couple scaled of, it back because rate of change is
1: just that proportional it, reasoning exactly idea exactly expanded a little
0: and then as I went and tried to like gather some evidence for my argument about why I think this guys, one is most important. You guys, to see her notes, by the way. We're going to put some of those in <laughs> no, the show notes a, for sure. It's a little ridiculous. But um, as you and many of our listeners know, I used to work at Student Achievement Partners. And one of the most amazing resources created by student achievement partners that lives on the website, achieve the is the coherence map. Right. Um, for those who might not be familiar, the coherence map is this amazing interactive tool um, that aligns to the standards and, You can go in and search by a grade level, by a domain, you know, all the way down to the standard level. And what the coherence map does is show how these mathematical ideas are related in terms of the standards language. So it's it's a visual where there's little boxes that have the standards and the standards language written in them. And then there are arrows that are either solid line arrows or dashed line arrows that connect That standard to any other standard. So if there are arrows coming in, those are prerequisite mathematical ideas that if students have understanding of those in place, then they are more likely to be successful in learning right. this one. Right. And then arrows going out for which this standard is prerequisite for these other standards going out. So I, I will f- admittedly did not do a full analysis of the coherence <laughs> map, but when I pulled up the seventh grade standard on proportional relationships, if you're a common core state or familiar with the common core notation, it's 7-R-P-A-2 is the standard. Right. Um, that one had nine arrows going out of it, meaning oh, wow. that standard is prerequisite for nine other standards. And some of those were middle school and some of those were uh, extended into high school, some at seventh grade, some at eighth grade and, and well beyond. And on a quick glance, I, like I said, I did not do a thorough analysis, I admit, but <laughs> on a quick glance, there aren't other standards that have that many arrows going out that that show that are so foundational for so many other concepts. So you think about in seventh grade, understanding this idea of, you know, how do I think about uh, a, a set of equivalent ratios? How do I generate that set? How do I analyze whether a set of uh, of ratios is in a proportional relationship? How do I recognize it graphically? You know, all of that leads into um, understanding around function, around Mm -hmm. rate of change. Like you said, like there's just so much um, that that leads into. So that foundational understanding I think is pretty darn important.
1: I think that's an exceptionally important piece of the puzzle. And I love how you kept talking about equivalent
0: Right? Ratios. I know I was thinking that too. I I I know I see the smug look on your face, right? I mean (laughs) I don't I don't know how I can talk about Joni's topic without talking about (laughs) Curtis's topic.
1: I don't I don't know how else I can mic drop without breaking (laughs) our uh without breaking our listeners' eardrums. But uh That just seemed very striking uh, to me as we were chatting about this. (laughs) No, this is really, I I agree with you. I think that's an an incredibly foundational piece of the puzzle. When we start thinking about where are we going once we leave middle school and once we begin to kind of get into uh, the high school curriculum, everything Everything Everything. is so dependent upon this understanding of proportional relationships and the idea of two things varying together. Yes. Right. right. Even if it's the idea that two things vary in a non-proportional way. Right. 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 Just the establishment of the fact that two things can vary together. Yeah. And we talk about that. In a proportional relationship, it's, sort of status. That's
0: it's parallel yeah. to the equal sign is not always a statement of factual right. equivalence. It could be a question about potential equivalence. Oh, you're right, right, right. Or
1: what does make this a true statement? Exactly. Right, because exactly. we're seeking when is this a true statement? What values of these uh, variables make this a true statement? So, yeah, yes, this is a this is a fun topic. A lot going on here. For sure. Uh, And I'm sure that there are plenty of other hot sports opinions out there that we have not thought about. No doubt about it. Supporting both of our arguments or maybe even coming up with another topic that is uh, also extremely important.
0: We'd love to hear from you guys, uh, at our, uh, at our email address, and, right. And special bonus points. If you can come up with one that does not require you thinking about equivalence,
1: <laughs> special <laughs> bonus points. If you haven't, if you can work one in, help that doesn't have that. <laughs> get, help, <laughs> help Joni get back at me, uh, on that one. Room to grow math at gmail.com is That's our it. email address. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, Joni, this was a lot of fun. It was great, Kurt. This always was, always this was these,
0: uh, love these conversations. And uh, we've had more smiles and laughs than this one in a while. So
1: <laughs> yes, this is good. Well, thank you very much for hanging out with me. Uh, we'll see you next time.
0: Well, that's it for this time. Be sure to check the show notes for the resources we mentioned and others you might want to explore. We would love to hear your feedback and your suggestions for future topics. And if you're enjoying learning with us, consider leaving a review to help others find us and share the podcast with a fellow math educator. See you next time.